0: Welcome back, everybody, to Crossing the Jordan. So today, we are going to get started on a series on baptism. So let's start out. What is baptism? Well, baptism is awesome. So baptism it washes away original sin and past personal sin and we're going to get the distinguishing factor but essentially original sin is something that we are like born into right we inherit so like we're in a world the fallen world because of what happened at the very uh first time of our first par- of our first parents disobeying god right so like reaching for for um out of pride searching for things that are uh that are Trying to be, essentially become God without God, right, so we 're inherited into this, so it 's not our personal sin like we didn 't personally act on that, but again, then again, Adam and Eve did represent all of all of uh, humanity at uh, then, so that 's when sin entered into the world and death entered into the world, and birth pangs and all these things that come along along with this fallen broken world uh, that is original sin that we 're born into, and then past personal sin, so personal sin is actually something that uh, we actually do that, that um, hurts God and our relationship with others. So baptism washes away original sin and past personal sin, and also it baptizes us directly into Jesus' death and resurrection, and that's why it's through his power that we're washed away from original sin and personal sin. But we're also incorporated into the, his body, the church. We become adopted sons and daughters of the Father. We are given the Holy Spirit. The heavens are opened over us, just like Jesus had the the heavens opened over us, right? Or over Him, and the Holy Spirit descended upon Him, and He was put on mission, right? And He was put on mission as priest, prophet, and king. And because we are baptized into Jesus, we are also put on mission as priest, prophet, and king. So that is what baptism does. It incorporates us into the body of Christ. We become sons and daughters of God, adopted sons and daughters of God. We are original sin and passing is washed away. And we are baptized into Jesus' death and resurrection. And we are given the Holy Spirit in order to go and transform the world to be to have power from on high right so we have that holy spirit uh within us and now we have to cultivate it and be prudent stewards of it right all right so if that is what baptism is well, how does that work? Well, first off, let's go to the very beginning. We're going to work through in this episode, this specific episode, on all the Old Testament ways that God used water to, uh, to bring about victory for his people or bring them out of bondage or um, other matters, right? So let's talk about it. So at the very beginning, at the dawn of creation, God breathed on the waters, right? And then at the very, uh, the great flood, um, god used water to flood the earth but in the ark of or in the ark that noah built him and his family were saved and so that is directly actually referenced in first peter 320 when saint peter he even set he's talking about how uh noah and his family were saved through the ark so and which by the way the ark has always been viewed as peter's boat right so like noah he created this ark to save his family from the floods and therefore just like peter he was a fisherman he had a boat jesus got into the boat he brought uh peter brought all these people into the boat and then he he hauled up all these fish 53 fish which was symbolic for all the fish and those fish were symbolic of christians right so and peter peter and the apostles would bring all these people onto his boat the church right peter and the apostles on the church um, all people being brought into Jesus's church. So in First Peter three twenty it says, uh, "In the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you." So literally, uh, that that Old Testament. Um, Uh, that whole testament historical fact of Noah and his family being saved from the great flood by building the ark it's not only points to uh, baptism but it's explicitly referenced from first Peter and that says baptism now saves you it explicitly says that baptism now saves you it has the power to save you because it communicates Jesus's victory into our very being Another part of the Old Testament uh, that God communicated through water um, was it, he um, led Israel out of, out of the out of slavery in Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea and this is even referenced in 1 Corinthians 10 two uh, by Saint Paul and he says this about it, if I can get there, I got it." And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same supernatural food and all drank the same supernatural drink. For, which, for they drank from the supernatural rock which followed them and the rock was Christ. So this actually references a few things. So he's talking about Moses, saw how the Old, Test- how the Old uh, Testament, the Old Covenant people, the Hebrews that were led out of slavery in Egypt by, by Moses he led them across the Red Sea, right? So he was, So here's Saint Paul talking about First Corinthians, how that they were baptized into Moses and in the cloud and in the sea. So he's talking about the Spirit of God, the cloud, the Shekinah, the presence of God, Yahweh, leading them out of there. So now he has. He's talking about water and because they were uh, baptized into Moses in the sea and in the cloud, which is the Spirit. So Spirit and uh, the sea and the water, right? And then he also references and all ate the same supernatural food, which I hope, by the way, all, all of us know this now from our uh, series on the Eucharist, is that the same supernatural food was the manna that he's referencing in the Old Covenant, but it points to the true uh, supernatural food of Jesus in the Eucharist that Jesus calls himself the true bread from heaven. And, uh, and then they say, and all drank from the same supernatural drink, for, which, uh, they drank, for they drank from the supernatural rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. So, he's talking about here, another point of after crossing the Red Sea, um, the uh, Hebrew people, or well, Moses, to the Hebrew people, he, uh, Moses hit the rock, and from that rock, water flowed out, right? And that's referenced in Exodus 17 and Numbers 20. So, Moses strikes the rock, and water uh, flows out, and that is symbolic, uh, or is a type, uh, which is fulfilled in Jesus, Jesus being the rock. And his side was pierced, right? And guess what flows out? Blood and water. So that water is is communicating is a uh, where so Jesus from the cross, his power over the uh, over the cross, his love poured out on the cross, and his triumph over death on the cross. He poured out blood and water from his side. So he gives birth to his bride, right? Remember, like Eve was taken from the side of Adam. Jesus, uh, the the church is is. Um, wed to the bridegroom Jesus, from his side, which is uh, struck on the struck on the cross, and he pours out blood and water, blood symbolizing uh, the Eucharist, his blood poured out and um, water symbolizing water and baptism and so uh and then another part of the Old Testament, of course, is crossing the Jordan into the promised land, so God through Joshua leads the hebrew people into victory into the promised land through the jordan river and so and then also in the old testament um times in the tabernacle and temple of the hebrew worship they used baptismal washings and for impurities and baptismal washings to to cleanse themselves in order to enter into the enter into the temple for sacrifice right so they right when you would walk in there would be a baptismal font so people would wash their hands and their feet um, in order to be cleansed to walk in, right? And just like we have at every single Catholic church you walk in, there's a baptismal font, right? So right before you go offer your sacrifice of praise, a li- your, your bodies and your souls are offered back to God through Jesus um, as living sacrifices to offer our, 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 our spiritual worship and our bodies. We mark ourselves with baptism, one to remind us of our, remind us of our baptism that we've been cleansed, that we are uh, in G- baptized into Jesus, right? And so we need to live out our new covenant promises and our new covenant ways. So, um, and then, uh, and lastly, this isn't specifically using water in the old covenant, but St. Paul himself in Colossians chapter two draws a direct correlation to this. So in the old covenant, this was the main way to enter into the covenantal family of God, right? To be in the Jewish kingdom, you had to be circumcised. All right. So circumcised, you are circumcised on the eighth day, right? So just like Jesus, he was circumcised on the eighth day because every single Jewish uh, uh, male was offered, um, was dedicated in the temple on the eighth day, and they were circumcised to live in the in the covenantal family of God. And Saint Paul dr- draws a direct correlation that baptism is the new circumcision for Christians. Right? We are this the circumcision of Christ, according to Colossians two eleven through twelve and uh and that's one reason why uh one reason why the church has always from the very beginning baptized infants right so actually like at the very beginning the early church didn't even talk about should you baptize infants they were like should we be waiting till the eighth day so it was literally should we wait till the eighth day or should we do it immediately for these babies because we want them to be in the covenantal family of God in the new covenant. And if circumcision was enough for the Old Testament people to be in the covenantal family of God through circumcision on the eighth day when they were babies, how much more so now that this baptism actually is communicating real grace into these souls of these babies, let's do it on the eighth day or even earlier. So, uh, And then lastly, the greatest Old Testament or Old Covenant prophets was St. John the Baptist. And he is the greatest because Jesus said he is. He is the, the greatest of the prophets, right? But even the, the least in the kingdom of God will be greater than St. John the Baptist. And uh, he was baptizing for repentance, right? And we all know that a lot of people went out there and he, uh, to see him in the desert, in the wilderness. And he was uh, preparing the way for the Messiah. And it was revealed to him that his, his cousin uh, or his kinfolk, Jesus... Um, was the Messiah as revealed to him, and he baptized Jesus, and uh, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended, and the Father said, "You are my beloved Son," and that's what happens at every single one of our baptisms because we have that same exact baptism, right? We just like uh, right in the in the New Testament letters, they even say, we you are not baptized into John, you are baptized into Jesus. You had the same baptism. You had the baptism of Jesus." That actually communicates grace. That actually, like the same baptism that Jesus had, you had. That you are put on mission. That you are anointed priest, prophet, and king. You have the Holy Spirit descend upon you. You have the heavens opened up for you. Have access to the Father, and He says to you, "You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter." Praise the Lord. So that is just the Old Testament uh, correlations to baptism. And in the next episode, we're going to get into what Jesus says about baptism, and then what uh, what Peter and Paul say about baptism. And then we're going to also get into why we baptize babies, why, uh, what uh, tradition has always said about uh, baptism and the proper formula for baptism. Is it, is it Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or is it I baptize you in the name of Jesus or in the name of Jesus Christ or in the name of the Lord Jesus? So We're going to get into all that stuff in these next few episodes, but I pray that this was an awesome beginning, just seeing the correlation of the old covenant uh, uses of water that God always used from the very beginning all the way through to the new covenant in Jesus and how we should always be reading, as always, that if, you guys, if we haven't picked it up on it yet, that we should always, 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 always be reading the New Testament, testament through the lens of the jewish eyes which is through the old testament and the old covenant because guess what that's how it was written and that was the context in which it was written and uh yeah so very important and it's just so eye-opening this is when scripture fo- comes fully alive is when you look at the entire context of the word of god in the in in writing and sacred scripture right we can't just isolate scripture we have to look at it in its full context and that's what um, reading typologically like we have been looking at the Old Testament and light of the new and the new and light of the old. Uh, that's when it full, becomes fully alive and um, yeah, praise God. Thank you Father for baptism. Thank you for making us sons and daughters of you. Thank you for giving us your spirit to live powerfully here on earth that we would have access to you everywhere we go and that we would be crucified with Christ through baptism. That we would become Uh, baptized into him that we can share his victory over the cross and death and that we are anointed priest prophet and king to speak on your behalf as a prophet to to offer sacrifice as priest and to be kings of the most high god to act as kings that we have responsibility to steward our gifts well and to bring other people along for the greater good to love them truly as they are as beautiful sons and daughters that you have created god please lord Give us the grace um, and enlighten, enlighten and activate all the gifts that you poured out on us in baptism. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.